0: Welcome to the Bacon Games Podcast, your source for the latest from the MLB and the NFL. Let's get started with your host, Jesse. Welcome back to the Baking Games Podcast. I've got a new fun episode today. I'm here with Brett. Brett, what's up, man? How's it going? Hey, man. Pretty good. Um, You know,
1: happy to be on, happy to talk rookie running backs, Uh, and uh, just wanted to introduce myself a little bit. Actually, first pod I ever guest on, so I really appreciate the opportunity. I'm a new contributor um, and help with marketing at The Cut, and you can catch me uh, on Twitter at Dad Bod Brett that's Brett with two T's.
0: Dope, dope. Yeah man, I'm I'm happy this is your first uh podcast man. That's exciting. Uh are are you nervous at all? Just you a little me,
1: bit you a little bit. I I <laughs> I chugged a beer before we started so that'll calm the nerves. Oh fuck yeah. Bit.
0: Let's go. <laughs> that's what I like to see here, man. We love it here yeah. on the pod. Big fan. <laughs> um but yeah, like you mentioned, we're we're going to talk some rookie running backs. I'm I'm excited. I did a lot of draft prep this year. Um this is like my big year for going and looking at the rookies. I was pretty big last year, but this was my like big thing. So I'm, I'm ready to talk, man. Are you ready? I'm
1: ready, man. This is the first year that I'm uh, putting in more uh, than just the eye test into, uh, into drafting and into talking rookies. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Who, who do we want to start with?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, we'll just go down the list real quick. We'll we'll hit, we'll hit Etienne first, even though Harris got drafted first, but that's okay.
1: That's, we'll go yeah, with Etienne. <laughs> Etienne, that's your boy. Uh, that's your Jags Homer. Man. Well, um,
0: yeah, it's 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 he's on the Jaguars. I'll just say that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was um, you know, it was an awkward landing spot because J Rob was so good last year, um, and I I think they could definitely be a thunder and lightning, um. Etienne owns a bunch of uh, college records. The most um, touchdowns uh, in in or most games scored. So forty six games scored. Um, he really could have gone pro last year, um, and and it was weird that he didn't. Like there wasn't much that he could improve on. You know he got a little bit better in receiving. He took on a little bit more target share for Clemson, um, but his overall stats in less games kind of went backwards a little bit. Um, but he was just so good overall that he was, you know, still worthy of a first-round pick. My biggest concern is how Urban's going to use him. Is he going to use him like how he used Curtis Samuel at Ohio State, or is he going to use him like a primary back? And and is J. Rob going to just be pushed back to being like a, a goal line back and a change of pace guy? I have them both in multiple dynasty leagues. I took Etienne in uh, Scott Fishbowl, so I'm really hoping that they both have a significant role. But um, it, it's kind of hard to say, and definitely, like, an awkward landing spot, like I said.
0: Yeah, I, it's a pretty awkward spot. Um, I was not a big E-team fan coming into the um, into the draft, and uh, I didn't think there was any running backs that were worthy of first-round picks this year, and 2 went in the first round. Not surprised, just disappointed in my team. Um, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, th- it, it, it seemed like, and I feel like it does follow, that the Jaguars did want a playmaking guy. Which I get because Chark's a good downfield guy. Robinson's a good running back. I think I think we saw that last year. I think it's kind of I think it's weird for people not to say that. Some people don't say that. It's very weird to me. Um, and Lavishka's like a pretty good possession guy. He he works in like a Curtis Samuel role like he has in the NFL. He he gets a rush every week. Um, but yeah, so I think they were looking for like a home run hitter type guy, and I think they kind of got that in. ETN, but I just I don't know what what his role is going to be. He's not the best running back on the team. He's not the best receiver on the team he's not the best slot receiver on the team. I, I, I worry that there is really not much of a role for him uh, on teams. And he's a lot lower than he's about, I, I want to say eight spots. Oh, i oh, sorry. What were you saying?
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I'm more worried about LaVisca and J Rob. Really? I think they're going to force him into a role. I don't, I agree. I don't know if he's going to be the best at whatever they force him into, but, um, they used a first round pick on him. Um, and I, I don't know if Trevor could have possibly had any um, say in this. I mean, they've known who they were going to take first overall for the longest time, and this is his buddy. But really, like, are you giving a rookie quarterback that hasn't even signed a contract that, you know at the time that type of say? Probably not. So I, I don't know. It's, it is it is weird. Um, so I, I don't know. Personally, I'm more worried for what it means for LaVisca. And there's people that are saying, Hopefully it just means that he becomes, you know, the X receiver or, and, and, you know, gets a ton of targets that way. I I don't know.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I really think that's like his only way for, I think that's the only way for him to hit his ADP like at all. Yeah. Um, he's the 27th running I'm just looking at fantasy pros, I'm just going to use fantasy pros for this. Um, he's like yeah. the 63rd, uh, uh, guy taken in draft on running back 27. Um, yeah, kind of. Ugh, I I feel like that's too rich for my blood. I, I, are you comfortable taking him? You said you took him the to Scott fishbowl but I assume later, maybe earlier.
1: I took him round seven. I wish I could say. I guess I could mm-hmm. look up exactly where I got. Him. Let, let's see. But I would bet that he's probably around that area, like uh, mm-hmm. twenty five to twenty seven. Oof! I took him early. RB twenty three. <laughs> um, I I don't know, man. I I think he's gonna have a role. I I think um. At at a minimum, he's going to be their pass catching back. And at most, by the end of the year, he's taking over a majority of carries. Whether he deserves it or not, you know, it's a great question. And and to your point earlier, this wasn't a running back class that should have had a first round pick. And and then it it ended up having two. Mm -hmm. Um, And Najee, who we're going to talk about next, is the more, you know, he he was the five star recruit coming out of uh, high school. He's the guy who won the Doak uh, Walker Award last year. He's the guy who was a unanimous All-American. You know, he went and scored, I think it was 40, uh, 46 touchdowns um, in his career rushing. Um, He had a total of 30 from scrimmage last year. He broke Henry's record. So, yeah, I, you know, if it was anyone that was going to go first, normally, I think it would have been Najee. I thought the Dolphins were going to take him. They didn't. (laughs) um but yeah i you know and then when we came when they came out and we heard that um they took etienne because they missed on uh tony it was like what so it's like so there was one bad pick a couple picks ahead of you or a pick ahead of you so you made another one (laughs) (laughs) yeah i get that be interesting yeah
0: i i get that so just Circling back, you're you're comfortable, I guess, taking ETN there. Do you, where did you have him coming in, uh, like talent-wise on like your your draft board? Was he the second guy after Najee, or? Yeah, I think he's number
1: two after Naji. Um, mm-hmm. I think there's question marks around really all of these guys, but Naji's the most like pure prospect, and and the like if he's on your board and you're drafting in Dynasty, he's he's an easy pick. Mm-hmm. Um, I but... definitely like Najee
0: better for Dynasty. I will say that a lot more.
1: Like a yeah, line, and but, and I'm even like the guys that are gonna go in redraft and reach for Najee in the first round or the early second. I, I don't completely hate it. Like I, I don't I won't do it personally, so I won't give the advice <laughs> to do it. But I don't hate it. I think he's gonna get a ton of carries and man, like there they don't have a great O line anymore. But like the the Le'Veon type job is his for the taking. Um, I'm not going to say the Levyon type numbers, but, um, but fantasy is an opportunity game. Um, so, you know, I, I think he's going to be there. And there's no like, there's injury risk with everybody, but there's no real injury risk with Najee. So, you know, if he gets 200 plus carries, and a
0: bunch of targets, you know, he, he should be fine. Yeah, I mean, I guess we can we can transition to talking more about Najee now. Um, yeah, that, so that, there's two
1: things me. I want to drop about these two guys specifically, yeah. because they really could have gone pro last year, and they should have. So Matt Miller had Najee as his number four running back in the 2020 class, if he would have um, mm-hmm. declared early, mm-hmm. which we know how good that last year's class was. Mm-hmm. And he had Etienne as his, I think, number one or two, his number 11 overall player. Um, and he had him going to get drafted 11th. So really these guys, it was crazy that they went back. It worked out for Najee. He kicked butt, doubled his, uh, his rushing touchdowns, uh, almost doubled his reception. So he proved that he can catch the ball and he proved that he can take over a game. So it it worked for Najee, and he won a national championship, which is what they say. They're all doing it for, right. (laughs) Uh, not just to rise their stock. So, um, it worked for him. I don't know that it worked for Travis, but he got drafted in the first round. So what does he care? Um, if yeah. we all think he's better or not, the uh, <laughs> uh,
0: the Jags did. So yeah. yeah, the Jaguars did. It looks like. I I worry about Urban Meyer as a Jags fan. I worry about Urban Meyer. I it feels weird what he's doing so far, and I don't I don't want to invoke the name of Chip, Chip Kelly, but I've been doing it a lot, and yeah. I think I'm just going to keep doing it, and it scares me to death. Because I don't want him to yeah. ruin a young, a young, good quarterback. I could care less about Etienne, to be fair. But, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean,
1: best-case scenario, obviously best-case scenario is that he's actually successful and we're both wrong, but <laughs> best-case scenario with us <laughs> thinking that he's not going to be great is that he leaves in a couple years to USC
0: or he gets canned in a couple <laughs> years and doesn't get enough time to ruin uh, Trevor. Well, there is a problem. The Jaguars do seem to have, at least with the new ownership of Khan, we've had like two coaches during his entire tenure and they both have overstayed their welcome. So kind of... Ugh, it kind of doesn't feel great, but I'm hoping there's there's a chance. But that's okay. We don't need to talk about every Meyer. I, I'll say enough about it on Twitter. Uh, I mean, I guess we do with ETN, but that's is what it is. But yeah, I, I just as a fu- you know final thing on ETN, I'm not a fan. I'm not taking him anywhere near that. Uh, where his ADP is, I am. Let's see, he's. I have James Robinson as my 25th ranked running back and Travis Etienne as my 37th ranked running back. So wow. I am miles apart on that. I, I just can't. Yeah. I don't like. I don't like the talent. Travis Etienne is my fifth ranked running back in. Uh, the draft pool for last year. So I'm like just not a fan. Spicy. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan. Look, I'm. I <laughs> if you follow me, check out my takes. I, I have a few spicy takes for sure. Uh, and I guess this is one <laughs> of them. But I don't, you, you mentioned for Najee, which we'll talk about more in a second, Um, you mentioned it's all about opportunity. I, I, I don't see opportunity where, I don't see the opportunity anywhere for really ETN to be anywhere near a top there's, 24 running back. There's a major log jam
1: for the Jags so (laughs) yeah I I mean either LaVisca is going to be good or Chark's going to be good either J-Rob's going to be good or you like Mm -hmm. the chances are like maybe best case scenario for fantasy purposes is that all these guys can put up double digits weekly and that's you know good enough to start but I would like uh, that look
0: I'll say I would like that I'm just as a Jaguar fan I would like. yeah and and that means you guys will be
1: scoring pretty decently yeah yeah, exactly (laughs) But I I don't know. It it really is. It's one of the hardest situations to project. Um, I don't think they hate J-Rob, but I mean, they drafted a first round running back. So it all depends. Like, is he really going to play a lot of slot or is he really going to you know be back there? Are they both going to be back there? That'd be kind of cool. I don't know. Like, it'd be good for football purposes, winning games, but maybe not for fantasy. So. um, So, yeah, that's that's one that we can literally talk all day (laughs) on. Yeah. Sure. So, I mean, Najee, I, I think I, I covered, like...
0: Ooh, I'm sorry, can I say one thing before we move on, Najee, real quick? No, you're um, good, go. Um, yeah. For the Jaguars, it kind of seemed like this offseason, and I know a lot of people don't pay attention to the Jaguars offseason because it's the Jaguars offseason, but they, they brought in a lot of guys, like a lot of free agents. They didn't really return as many guys because the team was pretty bad last year, so it kind of feels like this year, with a new coach, with a new system, you know, college coach especially, he might be just trying things out a lot this year and trying certain players out because we know we're not winning the division this year I don't think it's gonna happen I don't think anyone thinks that or really making the playoffs one person I'll actually (laughs)
1: shout him out he's my boss at the cut Christian Williams posted yesterday on Twitter he said that there's a part of him he said a decent part and I made a joke with him about that he said there's a decent part of him that thinks that the Jags can win the division this year obviously (laughs) he thinks the Titans are going to win it yeah, I would think Titans are going to win it. They've improved and they're already good. And I have to think that as long as Wentz doesn't, you know, poop the bed, that he's going to, that the Colts will be behind them. But yeah, I, I don't see the, I think the Jags will continue to be bad. I, I kind of agree. Yeah.
0: yeah, so it kind of feels like they're bringing in a lot, like they brought in like Marvin Jones and stuff, like they brought in these guys to try and see out where, figure out where guys are going to be for next year and just trying out guys in a new system to kind of like figure out what we're going to do. When we Yeah, band like
1: band-aids and t- and like test uh, yeah. subjects. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. I, mean, I think really,
1: Marvin yeah. could be good for the receivers. I just hope he doesn't have a huge role that a lot of people are projecting. So I, I know we're <laughs> yeah. talking rookie running backs, but Marvin's uh, an interesting one. There's people that think he's going to be the wide receiver one for that team, and I, I really don't hope so. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's, that's not good people are crazy they don't watch jaguars games they don't know shit about the jaguars i, I don't like <laughs> people do that they, they come out of here nowhere they watch like one game and they're just like oh i know exactly what to, i i don't people are dumb um you're that's like okay. forget film i have to
1: watch this every sunday
0: <laughs> dude I, I watch the jaguars games twice because i watch it on sunday and then i rewatch it for a film afterwards this <laughs> is so i watch yeah all those games but but anyway let's let's move on this is no longer yeah, a jaguars i think we only can podcast.
1: uh we can talk to javante <laughs> Javante is Well yeah I mean Harris I, I I, feel like I just like Beat the drum beat the crap out of the drum And, and said that he's a great like I, I like him for everything I like him for Dynasty I like him for redraft If he like if he falls to the Mid second in any redraft Like I don't care who he drafted in the first I don't care what your opinion of is You you take him like he's I think he's gonna kill it um,
0: Well you can convince me because he's my running back 20 So I'm not there
1: yeah, I, I, I mean, like he is a solid prospect. So like ironically, uh NFL.com does like their own uh, their their own like rankings of of prospects and they I think gave him a six point four, which is like, yeah, he'll be a starter. Um, but I'm I'm pretty convinced number one, that offense. I mean, who was James Conner? And look at what he did with LeVeon uh, holding out. Like honestly, the Steelers and Tomlin were like, Yeah, whatever, dude. He was like, uh, I'm a all-pro back, back-to-back years. I'm like, you need me, and they were like, not really. Mm-hmm. They let him walk, and look at what James Conner became. M- became, and I get it. James Conner had a bad year last year. That you know, that whole team kind of fell apart in the second half of the year. But I, I'm pretty convinced that Najee's gonna get a huge role, and that he's gonna do pretty well with it. And remember, I I think they've got, you know, Ben's gonna be. Ben's gonna be Ben, but he'll he'll be healthy. They've got three receivers to split out wide, keep the 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 defense honest, and I think Najee's gonna smash. Um, so
0: I got a few things for that. Is that cool for Rafael? Yeah, off real no, quick? for sure. Yeah. So I really, so I li- I like Najee more in Dynasty a lot more. I think he does a a lot of things pretty good. Um, just not like anything great yet. And I think he can definitely work on something. I think the talent is there. I don't know if he'll be there this year. But I really worry about an Alabama offensive line that was mauling, especially when I watch film. Yep. He did not have to make a lot of guys miss in order to score those touchdowns. I'll say that. Um, yeah. He's going to a Steelers line, which I think we can all admit is pretty yeah. bad. Yeah. Or, or what do you think? Do you think it's bad or good or in the middle or what do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's what, better than the Bengals? Uh, I, think- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's true.
0: I don't even know if that's true. Maybe Man, Maybe
1: not even anymore. Yeah. Um, and and who is the guy they just cut that's been on their line forever? Astro, or was it? Yeah, I think so. Guy?
0: There were so, two yeah, old I, guys that they got rid of. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I mean, yes. It's like it can't get much worse, but it wasn't good. Don't
0: say that, <laughs> dude. It could get a lot worse than that. They're bringing in rookies. Rook. When are the last like rookie offensive lineman, offensive guards been good ever? Like th- last year was an exception, honestly. The year before, yeah. were,
1: it wasn't Even there. The Jets that I hate. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> a lot with with their rookies. Uh, yeah, Becky was
0: good. Will, Will is. Yeah. There. The guy on
1: um, I mean, even even the Dolphins had a few guys come in that were like not even first round picks. I mean, they had one first round pick. He actually performed. Yeah, maybe I like the Hun worst. Jackson
0: a lot. Hun Jackson, but, are, I'm a big fan.
1: Yeah, but um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. Maybe that's a like a you know change that we're seeing. Maybe these guys are coming into the league more more NFL ready, more like ready for day one. I, I don't know. I, I understand why people are uh, anti Najee because that that offensive line is bad. But I think Tomlin and, and the Steelers are going to revert to that uh, smash-mouth football, and they're going to just jam him 200-plus times and, and make it work.
0: Um, where do you have, like, Roethlisberger ranked and, like, the three wide receivers? Because I, I feel like people are ranking them all very, very high – and I feel like that means that they have to have like a top five offense if we're getting like three hundred carries for Najee Harris and then six so, six hundred passing yards, right? So yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I took Big Ben number twenty seven in uh, Scott
1: Fishbowl, which I feel is like a steal. Like it's, a, it's a huge deal. Huge deal. Um, I I don't know. I I think he's probably, and I haven't finished my projection, so I don't have it exactly. But um, he's probably either. I don't know right outside of the, the QB1s like right outside of twelve okay. maybe like yeah. fifteen to twenty. Yeah, but like even then.
0: 20. Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah I, I and, and I and I think you know I, I've seen the the arguments that Juju's gonna have the best floor. He probably will. He was pretty consistent in having targets. Just didn't do a ton with them. Um and then Deontay should actually get better. I I mean drops are you know random to a, a point um, I think Claypool is a smash, especially for Dynasty. I just made a big trade for him in one Dynasty league. Um, I don't know. I kind of like them all.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, so, I mean, I, I, is this going to be a top-five offense with a bad bad offensive line and Ben Roethlisberger's pretty old, hasn't really played like a full me, season? I, I, I is had, this going to happen?
1: I've been looking at their um, – like at the AFC a lot to do projections, but I'm trying to – let me get a refresh of what their yeah. schedule looks like. Yeah, uh, oh,
0: man, I don't know who they play. Yeah, uh, I don't think they play the Jacks division because they play the <laughs> NFC NFC West. Yeah, and then the so AFC Bills East. is going to be tough. Raiders,
1: man, mm. Bengals, man, mm. Packers have that really easy run defense. Um, so Jair yeah. will probably shut down one of the guys, maybe Deontay. Mm. Uh, Broncos D is pretty good, Seahawks yeah. D is whatever. Uh, Browns D is Seahawks really is good, good yeah, Bears, Lions. Their their schedule is all over the place. Like it it's is. either like the easiest like smash spot against the Lions or like uh, <laughs> Najee's <laughs> getting two yards of carry against the Bears. Um, yeah. and then the rest of the schedule is basically the same: Chargers, man, Bengals, man, Steelers, whatever, Vikings, Titans, uh, Chiefs, Browns. So you know it's um, yeah. I mean it's not an easy schedule. I don't know top five offense. With all the weapons they have, if Big Ben stays standing, yeah, it could happen. Um, I mean, with with Mason Rudolph or uh, Haskins, absolutely not. You know, throw it all away. Light it on fire. But if it's Big Ben and he stays healthy and standing, I think they can be pretty good, actually.
0: Okay. Yeah, I just want to make sure, because I feel like people are inconsistent, like they're telling me they have Ben Roethlisberger, like their 27th ranked quarterback, and they've got all these guys in like the top 36, and they've Najee as a top 10 guy. I'm like, you have to be expecting this offense to be the, like one of the best in the league. And they don't bite yeah. that ball at all, which which is fine if you do. I mean, that's fine. Um, but like, yeah, you, I think I you think have to if you rank those guys I agree. like that,
1: right? Like, you can't expect, uh, what was it, Teddy Bridgewater, everyone talks about that he was able to support two receivers. You can't imagine that Big Ben's going to be able to support three receivers and that they're going to have a borderline first-round uh, redraft running back and then yeah. think that Big Ben's going to suck.
0: Yeah, there's no way. Uh, and and if you do, I, I don't think I'm on the – the their offense is going to be like a top-five offense. But if, if you're there, I mean, they have guys – they have talent to do it. It's possible. Yeah, but I don't know I don't about
1: do top-five, so but can they be? Mm-hmm. Do they have the potential for it? I would say they probably do
0: compared yeah. okay. to a lot of teams, yeah. Okay, that's fair. And and look, I understand the opportunities there. I get it. Look, if he's never gonna fall to me, which is fine, and I get the opportunity, I think it'll be there. I just really don't trust the line. I think they'll be passing a lot more. I didn't like the secondary besides Minka last year. They got a lot of pressure, which really you know drove down the um, passing yardage and stuff like that, which is great, and that that'll probably continue next year for sure. But I think this team will be throwing six hundred yards uh six hundred times uh, yeah, this year. And I mean, I there's also seventeen games. But yeah, oh, sure. Uh, yeah, I mean that's true, but. You know, but yeah, I, I mean
1: Yeah. yeah. So I, I mean their defense was good until all the linebackers like got injured. I think they literally had four or five linebackers go down and then after that you have like practice squad guys, guys that you know yeah, play special teams or starting yeah. at linebacker. So I mean that's actually another point for, for Najee. If that if that defense holds up and looks like it did the first like eleven, twelve games of the season for them. Mm-hmm then that means that they should be running the ball more. But then, that hurts, you know, the three receivers that everyone are, everyone's touting.
0: Yeah, it does, yeah. Because they have, I think we can all agree they have, a, like, a top ten defense. I'm, I'm not, yeah. like, I don't know, maybe top five? But, like, yeah, it's just, like, this This team, bet- Pittsburgh better be good for everyone if they're ranking all these guys like this. That's all I'll say, you know? Pittsburgh to be, like, one yeah. of the better teams out there, you know?
1: Yeah, if they don't hold up, a lot of people are going to be disappointed, that's for sure. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, and I mean, also like the way they're ranking it, like you have to, you have to do that. Like I think you just have to pigeon yourself in there, but that's fine. I think we understand what what Harris is. You might like the talent more than I do, and the situation more, but the situation is very good. It's one of the best ones that we could see out of a running back. Like if we saw Etn go there, I think I would have liked Etn a lot more. But you know, yeah,
1: yeah, I is. mean, and and I know we're gonna go into more detail, but all of these guys are kind of in weird situations except for Najee who, like, is the clear RB1, no question, and he's going to get opportunity. Like, Javante, mm. how much do you hate Melvin Gordon is the question. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, let's then, talk about it. Do you want yeah. to? Uh, so, yeah, we, we can we can switch gears to him. Um, Javante, so, I mean, the, the, the question with him is, you know, he had to share that backfield with Michael Carter, who is another, like, questionable prospect. Um, but he is at least, the youngest of the trio. So if you're talking dynasty, he's, you know, he's a big fast back. Um, mm-hmm. that's going to take over that back. I say fast, but his 40 was four, five, seven, four, five, five unofficial. So, I mean, mm-hmm. that's pretty good for a guy, his size and he's uh five, to 12. Um, so he's a big dude that can run downfield pretty aggressively. Um, so the the irony is that he was second-team All-ACC AC, all last year to Michael Carter, his teammate. Yep. So, um, so you know, just really weird that he was sharing that backfield. They might have actually brought him in to share that backfield with Melvin Gordon. And a lot of people are projecting that he's going to just take it over from day one and Melvin Gordon's going to be an afterthought. Melvin Gordon actually had some, like, decent games last year. I mean, I know that he had some games where he completely felt like he fell off the tracks, um, and it, they're kind of due for a guy like Javante. But at the same time, like, I, I just I don't know. It's it's a that's a harder situation to predict than than Najee Harris. Like, is he going to get you know twelve carries a game? Is he going to get five carries to start the season? Like, what what's his role going to look like? And then part two, most people are playing PPR nowadays, or at least half PPR. Like, that's standard nowadays, even though we still call uh, non-PPR standard. Um, He had 25 receptions last year. He had 17 receptions the year before that. You know, he's not a receiving back. Can he catch the ball and run with it? Sure. I mean, he averaged over 10 yards uh, a reception both last year and the the year before. But is he a receiving back? Like, is he an every down back? He might not be. Um, Mm -hmm. Not to say that. Gordon still is nowadays, because, you know, last time that we saw him looking good, he had Eckler kind of spell him for third downs and receiving plays. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I I don't know. Like, um, he's he's a, a stranger one. I, I actually I, I think he could be really good. I hate his ADP and redraft now. He seems like he's going between like the fifth and seventh round. I think that there's mm-hmm. so many better guys, especially receivers um, <laughs> there. That that you should be taking instead. Like he just seems like he comes with a whole bunch of risk.
0: Yeah, um, I definitely get that about the receivers. There's so many goddamn good receivers. I want this year, and it's kind of a dead zone for running backs when you get like past the like big guys. You know what I mean? In like the fifth and seventh round. I know. And round.
1: They're saying that the dead zone starts in round three, but uh, you know, I've had discussions with some guys. I, I think there's going to be some running backs at the start of the dead zone that round three that are still going to like break the dead zone and maybe even some guys towards the end, which I think is like round seven or nine. Um, So like, you know, and not to switch gears too much, but like David Montgomery is a guy that I'm really big on this year. If he stays in that uh, like third round or later um, area in ADP, obviously even guys that I really love, you don't want to overdraft anybody, but um, if he stays around the third round, I think he's going to smash his ADP. um, And that's a guy that I think could break the dead zone, but like, javante in the fifth or even the sixth seems i don't know it doesn't seem like great value in the seventh maybe and then later than that if somehow like you know your your friends listen to this pod and they're like wow that guy kind of sucks and and he drops to the eighth or something then yeah but uh, <laughs> but yeah I, I i just i don't like his current adp i i you know kind of like how you felt about uh Najee I I love him for dynasty I'm good with him if you take Mm -hmm. him like you know fourth overall in in a rookie draft or if you if you reach a little bit for him in a startup um but I don't
0: love him for redraft so what how do
1: you feel about him
0: yeah so um he's Javante was my number one running back coming into the draft I'm a big fan I really like what I saw in film I'm a big film guy It's, it's mostly where I get a lot of my stuff from um, I, I, I really like what I saw and he did it, you know, like you said, in a split backfield with, um, Michael Carter. And I'm not one of these people who's expecting him to take over completely because I still think Melvin Gordon is a fine running back. Why, why would you need him to take over when Gordon is pretty fine on his own, especially on the goal line? I expect Gordon yep. to be the main back down there. Um, yep. so I, I think the ADP is kind of about right, but I'm probably not taking there. Cause like you said before, there's so many other receivers and stuff. I'd just rather have. So yeah. I'm, I'm probably just not going to take him because they're just other guys I want there. I really don't have that much of a best ball so far, but I, I like him. I think the ADP is fair.
1: Um, yeah. He's he best great another for good format that if you don't ball. feel like yeah. you're reaching it might be a good one for him because maybe, <laughs> you know, Maybe we're wrong, and maybe he really does take over the backfield, or maybe there's an injury, which is something that you kind of like hope for when you play best ball.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's true. I started to forget for later running backs and stuff for sure. I, I think, though, he can be successful, maybe not, you know, like a top 15 guy or anything. I still think he can be successful Um, in a split backfield. He did it in college. He was great on limited reps. Um, you know, we've seen Philip Lindsay do similar thing with, you know, 150 carries or like 200 carries if they split 200, 200. Yeah something like that you know 17 game season I I'm a fan of 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 Williams he's he's really really talented guy um you're right about the, the catching stuff it definitely hurts like I play an only half point PPR uh, I try to play an only half point PPR that's my preferred format so all my stuff is for half point PPR um so you know it, it's a little tougher when you get into that situation but I just for running backs I just want to know who's getting the carries I want to know who's good and that's what I care about you know if they're, if they're better pass catchers Sure. I guess I like them a little bit more, but I just want to see them on the field, you know?
1: Yeah. I I mean, that's, that's actually a decent comp, just straight up put him into the same position that, uh, Lindsay was to an extent, maybe a little bit better because he actually has draft capital and and they're going to want to feed him the ball. But, you know, Lindsay's obviously a smaller back, but not one that's really known for his hands and, um, you know, had a pretty significant role in that offense. And yeah, I, you're you're almost selling me on him. If he can get his twelve <laughs> yeah. carries a game, um, which so you, you know, Drew Locke is the starter, yeah. then he should get twelve <laughs> carries a game. Um, even yeah. if Teddy Bridgewater's the starter, they
0: they should be running the Well, yeah, if Teddy is ball. and he plays, you know, conservative or whatever like that, and they've got a good defense, which I don't know how anyone else could say anything to the contrary, it might be yeah. a lot of running back stuff. I mean, maybe more Melvin Gordon and if you're just trying to pound it away, but just give yeah. me some change of paint with Javante. He'll snap off a 20-yard run multiple times. You know, he can do that stuff easy. He did it before. He looks great behind a line that can block. Yeah. And I think Denver has a pretty good line. Uh, UNC has has some very good, uh, you know, run blockers especially. And But, yeah. I mean, he looks great in, in his, own, uh, his own running scheme, and I, I hope they do that in Denver. And I, I think they will, and I think he's probably going to be better than Melvin Gordon. I like him more in Dynasty, but Melvin Gordon still has a job there. I'm not delusional where it's like it's just over, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, it's funny. I have, um, I have some notes here up on the board for Javante and for Michael Carter. And one of the mm-hmm. things that I have uh, in my notes is something that like pains me. I have the <laughs> screenshot of um, Miami versus UNC, where these two guys combined <laughs> for almost 600 rushing yards against yeah. us. Um, yeah. And Javante had three TDs. Carter had 300 yards and two TDs. And they both, they almost combined for 50 carries. Like they literally ran all over Miami. And Miami had Jalen Phillips go in the first round and Quincy Roche go, you know, to the Steelers a little later. Yeah. Um, so, you know, yeah, you know, they had a pretty good defense and North Carolina ran all over. It. However, I would just add to that that there's definitely some uh, bad blood between uh, Mack and Manny. Manny, you know, did the same thing versus byu that made Taysom hill a, almost a household name and and got mac fired a year later basically um so yeah there there's yeah. some bad blood there yeah. and uh and whenever they play mac wants to take it to manny hopefully you know we'll see a change next year but yeah i yeah i mean i don't hate the guys and i i think mm-hmm. I, I really i think i'm higher on michael carter than most people are and mm-hmm. on javante i don't think i'm like way behind people. I just think, you know, don't overdraft uh, a guy that's in a weird situation.
0: Yeah, when, I get that. Yeah. Where, do you have him in that same area, though? Like RB30, like 70-ish, like like 6th round, 7th round? Is, is that kind of where you have him, or, or are you lower? I, do you think? So
1: so I think I kind of agree with you that um, that's where he should go, mm-hmm. but it's not someone... Like, I don't want to take him there. Yep. But is it reasonable to have him ranked around there? Yeah. I, I mean, mm-hmm. he could... He could either bomb or like he could totally be boom or bust, or he could just be like whatever. He gets his twelve carries a game and he's serviceable, he's startable. Like mm-hmm. you don't, you're not happy you got him, but you're not mad. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's let's talk about Carter too. He was my number two uh, running back, right after Williams. Got the TUNC guys back to back, one and two. Um, and yeah, I think you so went I to a great spot. I wouldn't yeah. put him two. I I'd put him probably
1: really five, but you know I'm really high on Trace Irvin as far as a prospect coming out. Um, but you know, I, I, I feel like I'm higher on him than a lot of people are mostly because I think that there's just so much like negative hype around him and he's just falling in drafts and he's becoming a value. Like who's he competing against? He's competing against Ty Johnson, uh, Tevin Coleman who yeah I get it he's got like an understanding of the job but how many games has Tevin Coleman played Mm -hmm. uh for the last few seasons like every year he misses games or he plays hurt and his role has kind of been diminishing the other thing is that Tevin can go back to being playing kind of that Atlanta role where he was like the third down back and Michael Carter can still have a significant role and get drafted super late um so you know he he came in he's a year older or you know as far as coming out of high school I don't know his exact age uh, mm-hmm. but he, he he was actually a senior um, so he played an extra year on Javante but really his freshman year was the weirdest mix of uh, of like running backs for UNC I don't know what they they were doing like I, I went back and looked at it and I was like yeah. why why couldn't he start as a freshman he absolutely could have it was just weird <laughs> um, so you know he was uh, All-American third team this past year. He was first team all ACC. Uh, He was third team all ACC the year before that. I mean, the kid is, the kid's pretty good. I mean, he got eight yards of carry playing against the ACC, played against Miami's defense, which against everyone else looked pretty darn good. Miami even held Clemson for three quarters. um, And, you know, he ran all over us. Um, So, you know, I, 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 the people that are, like, bashing him in Dynasty and even in Redraft, I, I don't get it. Opportunity is there immediately. And, yeah, he was, you know, a three-star prospect. He's not, like, uh, you know, he's not a world beater. But I think he's going to be good for fantasy purposes.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it, it's crazy because I see a lot of people—I'm not a big fan of the— um, like, draft capital argument, and, and I get it. Like, a team invests this much into it. They're probably going to use him. And, like, I, I think usually, especially in the first round, there's usually opportunity to get in there, at yep. least, if you get drafted around there. Um, But Michael Carter is dealing with a free agent who's been hurt for the past two years, Um, guys drafted in the fifth, sixth, seventh round. Like, there isn't any competition there. Like, I'm sorry. Like, if we're going by that yep. argument, too, uh, especially by, like, the draft capital argument, there isn't anyone there. Carter was taken this year at the beginning of the fourth round. He was, like pick one of one. Like he, he was the second guy in the fourth round. Like I know people yeah. say fourth round, but that implies like a lot more than he could have been a third round pick, you know? Yeah. Well and I mean think
1: about just how running backs are going nowadays. Like it was really weird that two running backs went in the first round this year, especially considering the talent going into the NFL. Last year it was just one. Yeah. It was just CEH. Yeah, exactly. Um and and I mean look at, you know, we'll talk about the Dolphins later later, maybe if we get to Jared Dokes, but um they went back-to-back years drafting a guy in the seventh round. They had Sal, uh, Salvon Ahmed, who was undrafted, and, you know, started a few games for them when, when Gaskin got injured. So, like, yeah, I mean, running backs are just being treated differently. So the argument that the Jets made, you know, maybe Douglas is a genius. And he said, mm-hmm. I liked him in the third, but I didn't take him in the third because I thought he was going to fall to me, and he was right. So, you know, it really could have been that he was his guy over even Sermon and some of these other guys. It was who it was targeting. He just felt like he didn't have to take him earlier. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I I agree. Um, opportunity is there. This one might be like the second easiest uh, on based on opportunity compared to Najee that like. All he has to do is beat out Tevin Coleman. If he can't beat out Tevin Coleman, then you're right. He was a bad bet for or, you know those yeah, saying that he's a bad bet right. for Dynasty. Then yeah, yeah, he probably is. But if he yeah. can beat out Tevin Coleman, then you know the that backfield is his, and and that's it's a good thing for fantasy.
0: It, it is, and I think people really underrate the Jets offense. Like maybe they don't like Zach Wilson. I get that. I'm not, I'm I like Zach Wilson a lot, but they have been I, rebuilding I their too. line. I, Yeah, I hate that. They got Zach
1: Wilson as a. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I was looking at um, some numbers and some tape and it's pretty good, man. I'm actually a little worried about him. And, you know, I don't love Corey Davis, but they added some they added some pieces. Um, I don't know. Everyone's saying that Mims is going to bust. But, you know, there's still a chance for him. He's only a second year player. So, yeah, that Jets offense Um. can be okay. The Jets defense will probably be bad, which will mean that, you know, they get the they get the ball more often. Um, That, you know, could be a negative for a running back. uh, But, you know, if he's on the field, if they think that he can if he can uh, pass protect as well as Tevin Coleman, then he'll be on the field a lot and and he'll be fine. Um, So that that may be the biggest concern here is if they think that Mm -hmm. Tevin is a better pass protector and he actually stays
0: healthy. That's possible. Um, I, I think less likely because I think Carter is a really, really good receiving back. Um, we saw some reports come out at camp about it. He was good when he played at UNC. He, he can actually catch the ball, um, and I think that's really, really helpful for him in fantasy, especially just because this is a very open backfield, and if he's able to catch the ball too and be worked out like that, I I think sky's almost the limit. And you get him now, like you said, the ADP was dropping, like around pick like 90 to 110, something like that, you get him in that range, I think he's going to be a steal because you're not getting a starting running back. Anywhere near that with like no competition, anywhere near that, that late. So I yeah, think he's taking the champions. Great. He's a,
1: he's gonna be like a zero RB gold mine uh, oh, for, for yeah. guys that, that like that, uh, that strategy. Like yeah. he, he really can be. Um, I hmm. saw someone, it was, uh, uh, Jeff, which is, uh, for whom Jeff. Oh, I know that guy, on yeah. Twitter. Yeah, 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 yeah. He went, uh, and I don't think he's normally a, a zero RB guy, but he went zero RB in in, uh, in Scott Fishbowl, and I actually liked how it how the the team fell together because he went like eight straight running backs. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean it's a strategy that can work, and this might be the this might be your RB one on a on a stacked wide receiver tight end QB zero RB team. Like, you know, I, I I think he can you know he's gonna have the opportunity. You know, at the end of the day, if he if he busts and can't take the job from Tevin Coleman, that's going to be a problem, but
0: um, that's not going to happen. There's no way. I I don't see um, that happening. I agree. Yeah, I need to rethink some things if that happens. I hope this doesn't happen. Yeah, it's
1: like, gonna have to completely go back to the drawing board <laughs> <I will. laughs> on scouting and everything.
0: Yeah, definitely. I honestly will have to do that. Um, but maybe Kevin Coleman's <laughs> good. But, I mean, the Jets have a good offensive line. Like, they, they invested in McGovern and Van Ryan last year, and they were yeah. fine. They got Morgan yeah. Moses. They drafted Elijah Vera Tucker, who I don't hate, but he at least provides some versatility on that line. Mackay um, Becton was good last year. Corey Davis, Denzel Mims. Like, this, these are not no-name Offensive players, like, I love Mims, but whatever. People are crazy to be down on him. No, I, I, I like round him, pick. too.
1: I, I took him yeah. in, in Scott Fishbowl. I have him in Dynasty. Yeah, he's good. Um, here. I have him in a startup, so I didn't pay the premium that some people paid mm-hmm. last year. I'm sure that those are the people that hate him the most. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, I, I, I mean, I think, you know, I, I hate giving up on a player after one year. Like, people giving up yeah, on same. rugs, people giving up on Mims. Like, I don't know, man. You bought in too high or too early. that's not it's not the player's fault,
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll just say, watch out for the justice here. they're gonna be they're gonna be spicy. I'll, I'll just say that, yeah, i
1: I think at least on offense, I think their defense is gonna be trash, um but you know maybe yeah. solid maybe solid gets it together faster than I'm expecting them to um, possibly
0: I, I do like oh yeah, I, I think
1: like- the offense will be uh surprising for sure,
0: yeah, I think so um. Cool. All right. You you want to talk Sermon? Yeah. You need to sell me on Sermon because I, I don't know. I just, he's, he's tougher, man. I'll
1: I'll tell you my, um, my stance on him. Like, you know, you, you found me because of my, my Trey Sermon thread and everything that I said in that thread, I believe, except his (laughs) ADP is going too high. Like he's really climbing up on ADP. And now I'm starting to worry about him. Like, you've got fantasy pros pulled up there. Where where do they have him, and, and what does ADP look like now?
0: Yeah, um, looks like he's one number 123,
1: RB44. I mean, that's not bad. I, I still like him there. If that's where he's actually mm. going, then I think that that's solid. I, I think the expectation has to be that it's going to be, you know, a, a regular San Fran backfield until he takes it over around mid-year. Um, and kind of, you know, like I mentioned in my thread, like, I don't think it's a Kyle Shanahan offense to run five running backs. I think they've just had really bad injury luck the last I few totally years. I
0: totally agree. I totally
1: like, agree. Yeah, maybe, maybe he likes to run a rushing, uh, like a regular first and second down running back and a third down back, um, you know, like Devontae Freeman, Tevin Coleman style. But I also think if he has a, a true bell cow, which I'm not going to say that Trey Sermon's going to be a bell cow as a rookie, but I, I think long-term he can be, as long as he can stay healthy, that, you know, he, he can be a guy that is their bread and butter that, you know, they give him the rock 20 times a game. And that's what I'm hoping for him. Um, I, I think it's a great offense for him. I like that. They got their Trey, Trey, uh, <laughs> Trey Lance, Trey Sermon. I, 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 I like it. I don't think that the 49ers are gonna be great this year. Um, I think by the end of the year he's taking over that backfield. I think if you draft him late and you've got uh, what are they calling it diamond hands that, yes. uh, yeah. that he, can, he can win you he can, he might be able to win you a league or if you know you don't draft him, someone gets tired of him after a few weeks, scoop him up for free mm-hmm. and um, and he's gonna win you a league. Um, I, I just you know be expect a slow start. i there's people that think that most shirts gonna get cut. He could then then Trey Sermon's uh like draft is gonna or his ADP is gonna skyrocket <laughs> yeah. um but but I'm not expecting that but I am expecting him to take the job from you know 29 year old Mostert, guys younger than uh Moster, uh Todd Gurley David Johnson uh <laughs> yeah yeah so like yeah I I you know they, and and he gets injured every year he gets dinged up so and and he's a uh just you know undrafted free agent if. Um, if Mostert, if Jeff Wilson, if J. Michael Hasty can be beasts in Shanahan's 49ers offense, just imagine what actually drafting a guy, because, you know, <laughs> the last guy they drafted was what, Joe Williams?
0: Mm-hmm. They, drafted,
1: they, they traded up to draft Trey Sermon in the third round. Like, he's their guy. The same way that they traded up the farm the entire future to go get Trey Lance, they traded up to go get Trey Sermon to pair with him. They, these are their guys a you know this is kind of like and 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 the funny thing with the 49ers is that if if the front office ends up hating lynch and shanahan lynch and shanahan threw away their future so so um yeah so So, yeah i i i like them so you know what's funny i i know we have a list but you know who i want to actually run to next is ramon j stevenson and and i'll there's a connection there and I, i i think you probably know it but basically sermon got injured playing for ou um, and transferred out when he got healthy to osu to ohio state and you know part of who he lost his job to is ramondre stevenson um who was actually suspended for like half the year last year um i think it was uh i don't want to say it wrong yeah failed drug test that's what i thought it was i didn't want to say the wrong thing though um and like you know hurt his character but um, you know, a lot of people are comparing him to, um, like Eric Blunt and he's got the size, he's got the similar profile. He's a bruising back. Um, I, you know, and, and I don't know if you had anything to add on Trey, we can go back to Trey, but um, I, I think Ramon J. Stevenson, if you're getting him in like one of the last rounds in your dynasty rookie league, or even just late in a startup or you're getting him basically for free in redraft, why not? Like he's, he's worth a dart. If he, we know that those Patriots uh, backfields are like unreliable. I personally like Damien Harris, and like I, think you know, really, really late or basically free, Ramondre Stevenson's worth the the Patriot bet and the, the potential Lagaret Blunt that he gets two carries, three carries a game inside five yards, and then you know a few other carries throughout the game, and uh, and he's just a, a touchdown vulture. Especially if they're trying to keep Cam healthy this year, or if Mac takes over.
0: Yeah, uh, let's let's talk about the, the, both Sermon and, and Ramajir real quick, because I just um, so Sermon, like I said, like he's what 45, 43, or whatever before. I'm just looking at guys in the area. Can can I give you some names? See, see how you feel yep. about taking them? In, yeah, okay. So like I see in the area ish: Gus Edwards, Latavius Murray, Naheem Hines, Daryl Henderson, Philip Lindsey, J.D. McKissick. Is is this the area you take him, like, sermon over all these guys, or what, what do you think? So, I, I
1: mean, do you want the floor, or do you want the ceiling? Those guys have yeah. the floor. Okay. I, those, you know, those guys have a job. Gus is going to get his, what, like, nine carries a game for whatever yards. Maybe he scores. He's not going to get any passing work. Um, Murray, basically the same thing. He's just going to spell Kamara. Uh, who else was there? McKissick. Yeah. Hopefully, so look, the other guys are McKissick and Hines. Hopefully, J.T. and Gibson both take a step forward. Maybe they're not pure bell cows, but if they take a step forward, those guys have less floor, and they're not like the most talented backs to begin with. They're they're PPR backs. They're you know they're mm-hmm. down whatever. Throw me the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they have a lesser role than last year, then you actually lost a little bit of floor to instead of taking a chance on a guy who could. You know, be a real running back and have and play on first and second downs on occasion, and have a split a nice split backfield of a team that runs a whole lot. So hold on, I, I've I've oh, got yeah. Go uh, I've got forty nine er projections already because mm-hmm. um, I'm done with the NFC. So let me pull up my actual projections uh, yeah, sure. for San Fran. Let's see what I've got them at. No, I passed my. Okay, uh, I have moster running the ball 161 times, so uh, almost 10 a game. I have Trey going for 209 carries, 972 yards, and six touchdowns with 40 targets, 28 catches, 224 uh, receiving, and another touchdown with a couple fumbles. So I have the 49ers running the ball 528 times. Um, this upcoming year, especially if Trey Lance takes over earlier, um, he's going to have his carries as well. But, you know, they're they're going to um, they're going to want to lean on the running backs a lot. And if they can keep that defense uh, healthy, they're going to want low scoring games and they're going to want to just pound the ball over and over and over again. So I'm actually re- uh, conservatively projecting that Mostert still has a pretty significant role, especially if he can stay healthy, but that Trey is just going to be the main guy. So I don't think that that's crazy, and I think that you'd be really happy with uh, an average of, you know, 11 points a game from uh, Trey Sermon as a rookie and probably with more points per game towards the end of the season where he takes a larger role, a total of 185 PPR points in 17 games. So, I, you know, I, I think that's not super crazy. Um just depends how much you think that backfield's going to be split if it's 50 50 then it's a little less than that if it's you know 60 40 or 70 30 by year's end trey's mm-hmm. worth the bet I, I mean is naheem hines winning you championships like as a floor <laughs> guy only trey sermon you know your your rb1 goes down and trey sermon takes over his backfield and you might be able to salvage a, a serious playoff run naheem hines isn't saving your team and he's not winning you a championship but yeah, I, I you know, take the
0: take the ceiling, not the floor. so I, I get that. I get a lot of what you're saying. Um, but i I wonder if mm, it, it still feels like a very crowded backfield. So I feel like this stuff is fine. And I understand there's a, there's a ceiling there too. But I think there's also or a, a, a not a great floor in the very high ceiling, but I think you say a very, very similar thing about Gus Edwards. i mean if if the guy in front of him Dobbins goes down, he's like a top twelve back for me. Like I'm not questioning that. Um, Latavius, Murray, similar situation too. If if Kamara goes down, why not use LSATs the whole time? Um, the two guys that you didn't that we didn't because I listed list a lot of guys. Sure, Daryl Henderson and Philip Lindsay. Like Philip Lindsay can do a thousand yards on two hundred carries, easy, absolutely. Lindsay
1: Lindsay has a chance at um, at being the RB one for that team. I mean, yeah. David Johnson's ahead of him. I, I just I rather bet on Sermon. Um, sure, but sure. yeah, I, I I mean the other thing is you know. Lindsay's not like a receiving back and Houston has literally four running backs. They've got <laughs> Burkhead. Yeah. Uh, they've got Mark Ingram. They have David Johnson still who had some pretty decent games, especially after he came back from concussion, like once he was actually healthy and they've got Lindsay. So they've got four guys that get injured all the time and look look good when they, when they're fully healthy. So Houston's one I'm staying away from. I understand the same argument here with uh, San Fran because they've got, Moster, Sermon, Gallman, Mitchell, um yeah, like
0: Hasty or McCa uh, yeah, uh yeah, Hasty. Yeah.
1: They have um, this other guy, Jeff Wilson, who's gonna miss probably the first like four to six games <laughs> yeah. of the season. So like yeah, I get it. They'll probably have they'll probably go into the season with at least four running backs on the roster, McCasty on uh, P-Squad, mm-hmm. and uh, and Jeff Wilson on pup. Mm-hmm. So like yeah, I, I I get the loaded backfield. I just I think from experience or from you know looking back at it, mm-hmm. Shanahan likes to run with one maybe two running backs, not actually four. He's had to run with four because of injuries, and um, you know he's been able to make any of those guys look good. Like anytime there's an, uh, a 49ers running back that goes down, the top waiver ad the following week is whoever his backup is.
0: Yeah, that's fair. That's definitely fair. And, I mean, I, you, we could say a lot of stuff. We're getting into the t- category of where we're taking Darth throws. And I think Sermon is a fun one, especially as a rookie. You know what's happening to these guys. Um, it looks like Armandre Stevens is going, like, completely undrafted. So yeah, and I, so is Elijah they, Mitchell, Mitchell. Elijah yeah, Mitchell yeah, will yeah, be a guy that if, uh, like, yeah. you know, if,
1: if everyone gets injured that, you know, you're yeah. you're picking between him and Gallman, and you're like, eh, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I think, you know, I think we talked about Sermon a decent amount. And Romandre is, I think he's the third best running back on the team, but it's the Patriots still. And I have no idea what's happening. What do you have him so.
1: behind, James White or Sony Michelle? Uh, Sony Michelle. Okay. Yeah, I guess I, I liked Sony coming out of college. It's just mm-hmm. the, the health is his problem. Yeah, the health is uh, definitely a problem. But he's he had a couple of nice games last year.
0: Yeah, he, I mean, the two years before, he had like 900 yards on like a, like 100 a, a something carries. Like, he wasn't that bad. I don't think he's ever been that bad. He's just been hurt a lot. Yeah, the
1: year um, no. their their rookie year, Chubb and, and Michelle's rookie mm-hmm. year, I went zero RB and it almost like completely <laughs> killed me. Uh, and yeah. I picked up Chubb and Sony for I think I drafted Sony and I picked up Chubb for free because someone dropped him. Mm-hmm. And I won my league because of them. Um so yeah, I and and I mean coming out of college, I liked the two of them, I and mean, it was one of those where like it was uh like Ronnie Brown, Cadillac Williams, it was a good backfield. Um, but I've lost a lot of faith on Sony Michel. I I don't okay. see him uh, doing much for that team, and he's definitely not like a goal line back. Can he do a little bit of everything for sure? Mm-hmm. But is he a uh, like if they're gonna have a true
0: goal line back, it's gonna be Stevenson. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, um, and he's probably more of a, a a push for for dynasty than anything. Like I think we're getting into the point now where we look at dynasty stuff, right?
1: Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, the the rest of these guys, you know, rattle off some names, Elijah Mitchell, like we yeah. we mentioned. He's only going to play if uh, if there's injuries, most likely. And then once he gets a shot, then maybe he can have a serious role going forward, him and Trey. Mm-hmm. Uh, Javion Hawkins is one guy that... Um, yeah,
0: that's another guy we should mention. Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, and maybe he's the next guy we talk about because he's a yeah. guy who, you know, depending on how deep your league is, round 16, 17, 18, just that like he's not there on waivers, uh, after, after your draft, um, you might want to pick him up in one of the last rounds, especially if you draft, you know, not early, but before the end of preseason, um, he might be worth having on your roster going to the first couple of weeks of the season. If, if Mike Davis doesn't do great and they don't add anyone to that, uh, to that, you know, running back room, he's a guy who can get opportunity. I was, I went back and i looked at some of his, his film and his numbers, um he (laughs) um destroyed louisville but he made us look kind of funny he had some really nice moves he's a little dude five nine one eighty three so he's like philip Lindsay size maybe even a little bit smaller um Mm -hmm. he ran a four four six which isn't great but his three cone and his shuttle were pretty decent in his pro day and just you know overall he ran uh ran the ball quite a bit 264 times as a as a freshman um his like a uh, redshirt freshman year. He's young. He's only a um, redshirt, you know, came out of college as a redshirt sophomore. He actually uh, opted out the second half of the year or, you know, two thirds of the way into the year. Um, and just to give you an idea of how, how, like how smooth he is and how funny he can make people look, his, uh, his nickname from his grandma is PlayStation. <laughs> That's fun. So yeah, I mean the the cons on him, and I'll let you talk about him too. But the the cons on him is, you know, his his size. He's too small. There's not many running backs that make it with his size. So if he has a role, it's probably in a committee. But if you're taking him in, if you're taking him undrafted or like in the last round of a rookie draft in Dynasty, or you're taking him like round twenty five of a startup, like you know who cares at that point? So um, they're all like you said earlier, they're all darts at that point. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I. You know, and then he's limited in the passing game. But I think that that's that Louisville is also limited in the passing game, <laughs> historically. So, right. um, so yeah, I, I think they, you know, they run the ball a lot. And he ran the ball a lot. He averaged basically six yards a carry. He got uh, nine touchdowns as a, as a freshman and then seven last year in just eight games. So I, I think, you know, the kid's pretty decent for going undrafted and landing in with the Falcons.
0: Yeah, um, he he was certainly, like, one of the higher um, guys, that, like, undrafted guys that, that I had on my list. I think he was, like, my RB 18 in this draft, or 16, 14, maybe 14, or 16 in this draft. Let me let me check real quick. Um, so I wasn't, like, super high on him. Oh, he was 17. Wow, right in the middle. Um, yeah, so I, I was- mean, there was a ton of running backs um,
1: that, like, of course, there wasn't a ton of talent at the top. Like, mm-hmm. it was, um, you know, it wasn't doesn't compare to last year's class, but just in general— there's, you know, I think there's 20 guys that found a landing spot that will actually like make the team, and um, yeah, I, he was he was one of them. So yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead.
0: No, no, you're you're absolutely. I mean, you're right. I, th- I think there was a lot more like spread out talent in this one. Uh, not really in talent, just because I don't think it's a very good class, but there was a lot of guys spread out who could theoretically be good. And I think, you know, we saw what James Robinson has done. We saw undrafted running backs do things. And like you mentioned before, we we're seeing a little bit of a shift in ideology, which I think is smart in the NFL where they're just getting guys who can plug and play at running back because that's yeah, kind they're of what getting a bunch can. of bodies yeah. that were, you know, showed some sparks and some talent
1: yeah. in, in college, you know, they don't have to all be home run hitters. Just a guy that can go in and, and get you four or five yards. Is, yeah. That's all you really need. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, you know, if there's not going to be a J Rob, but if there was going to be a J Rob, it's more yeah. likely to be Hawkins than dokes. Um, I, I think, you know, Mike Davis, is a he's like he's the Fitzpatrick of running backs. Like he's the major journeyman. Like he's the guy that made me hate him when uh when I drafted David Montgomery as a rookie because it was like, why did this guy start the first six games of the year? <laughs> like,
0: well, yeah. yeah, I I understand that. I will say watching film last year, Mike Mike Davis was legit good. I, I I don't know how anyone can look at the film and say he was bad. He was breaking tackles all over the place on a pretty bad team, catching the ball a lot was. Pretty good in fantasy, pretty much, like, yeah, a, he's CMC Light. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, so, I think he's so pretty it, good.
1: Yeah, Go if I misspoke, I take that back. He's no, not bad. No, no, I, I don't bad. think I,
0: I, I'm just I'm yeah. speaking to the but, um. Bit, so but know?
1: he's not, yeah. like, he's not, like, crazy good. Mm-hmm. And he's not a guy that, you know, necessarily on a... Especially if Atlanta is, like, kind of tanking towards the end of the season. I think, you know, obviously they took Pitts instead of a guy like Fields because they think that they still can contend, or they can still, you know, make some noise, despite, you know, what they did last year. But if towards, you know, the middle or end of the year, they're, you know, they're not doing so great, I can see them giving JVN some more run. And I can really see, you know, them making the decision to to give him some more run towards the beginning of the season, just if he looks better in camp. So it really all depends on that. But again, if you're taking a flyer, if he's your fourth or fifth round pick in in dynasty in a rookie draft, or you're taking a flyer in uh, in redraft at the end, or as a you know free agent after your draft, or you know you're one of those people that. You don't draft your kicker in your, your redraft league and you take an extra player. He's that extra player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: do that. Fuck kickers. But, um, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, we, we also talk about, like, draft capital and stuff like that. You know, they brought in Cordell Patterson and Mike Davis in for agency. Not long deals, not, like, big things okay. or anything like that. But we have Caleb Huntley, who's also another UDFA this year. We have Quandre Olsen, who is a fifth-round pick from 2019, has 11 snaps sl- last year. Um, we've got Tony Brook-James, who had six snap last year? He was an undrafted free agent from twenty nineteen. Also, there is no one on this roster. Like it yeah. is more bare bones than you can get. I'm really surprised yeah. they haven't brought in anyone else. But maybe when there are cuts, they'll bring in someone, um, yeah. which would which would definitely be interesting. But yeah, I, I can just, see them. There's no one there. Obviously, they
1: they let Gurley go. Um, oh. I don't remember if it was if he had a year left and and they just let him walk or if they cut him per se. But you know they let Gurley go, so he's probably not the guy that's out there like that's going to come in, but you know, there's Duke Johnson, if he's healthy, there's I think Lamar Miller's on a, a practice squad or something like that. I guess he can't technically be on practice squad anymore since they changed rules back. But um, yeah, there's, you know, uh, Le'Veon, I guess, can be out there if they really think they're a competitor or they can, you know, they can make some noise and, and they, they call, they reach out to him and they don't think he has a bad attitude. <laughs> uh, so yeah, there's, there's some guys that they can sign They you know, on that same team, I, I'm not going to pound the table for Javian. I'm saying if he's there right. at the end of yeah. your draft, you can go for him. But, uh, Allison is the guy that, that some people are saying, like, if you want to take the handcuff, he's the guy that, that Atlanta really likes. I think he's the only running back that they retain. They let Brian Hill, uh, walk. They let Gurley walk. And, um, and they just brought in Mike Davis, which wasn't like a huge signing, at least to, you know, most people didn't see it as like a, a huge signing. And, um, and then they went and they picked up this kid for free. Same thing. Yeah. You know, it, they literally got him for free. Obviously he's like a priority uh, undrafted free agent or whatever you want to call it. Like basically mm-hmm. one of those guys that he already right. knew where he was going before he got, you know, yeah. before he knew that he wasn't hearing his name in the seventh round. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I, you know, for sure. I, it's Mike Davis's job to lose. Um, and we're probably spending way too much time on an undrafted vacation. agent. <laughs> maybe
0: maybe was a, these guys could be league winners. You never know, man. Like there's yeah. there's a few of those who are guys who go undrafted who are rookies. We've never seen them before. They get into a starting position, and it just happens. Uh, I think yeah. he could be one of them. You know. Um, yeah. So we we got a few minutes left. Uh, what what else? Do, what other guys do you want to handle? We get on a few guys real I, I, quick.
1: The the most probably there's two guys uh, most worth speaking on mm-hmm. um, left, and it's really Kenny Gainwell which i think it's kenneth i always call him kenny but like (laughs) literally written kenneth everywhere so it's like i don't i don't know this guy I shouldn't call him a nickname and then uh chubba hubbard uh which you know if you're a zero rb guy these are probably both guys you want to target at some point chubba hubbard if uh cmc goes down chubba could be your mike davis league winner and Mm -hmm. uh and then with Kenny Gainwell, the way that I see them, like best case scenario for Miles Sanders and um, and Kenny Gainwell or Kenneth is uh, that they become the, the Darren Sproles and LaShawn McCoy, like a uh, true thunder and lightning true. You know, Gainwell really is a PPR back. Like if you want to hear his stats, he had 231 carries um, as a sophomore, which is or actually redshirt freshman, which is pretty sick. Um, 13 TDs, 1400 yards, or really 1459. He had 51 receptions for 610 yards and three TDs. So I mean, he's he's pretty well rounded, um, and but he's definitely like your your PPR back. He can definitely be your Darren Sproles or your your James White type of uh like change of pace third down back. Um, so I think that that's what they're gonna bring him in for, um, is you know to play that role. And I don't think it's going to – I guess it's going to hurt Miles Sanders' opportunities to an extent, but I, I really think that there's a possibility that they're both pretty decent for you and mm-hmm. that if you're a zero RB guy or even if you want a handcuff, that he's he's going to be a good guy to to get.
0: Yeah, Um. It's, I, I know – now I'm reminding myself now looking at my, like, pre, pre-draft pre rankings, all these guys. So yeah, there are a lot of dudes who I had, like, ranked in the top 10 for running backs in this class who were guys – who fill the role similar to Kenneth Gainwell. You know, they're they're guys who will catch the ball in backfields. And K was my seventh-ranked running back in this draft, so I, I'm a fan. I, I think he went to a pretty good spot in the Eagles. I do like Miles Sanders a lot, but he's probably not a big pass catcher, and Gainwell seems like he's in a great position for that. I'm, I'm a big fan of that.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. I, I like Miles Sanders. I, I thought he was like baby Saquon, but, um <laughs> you know, he hasn't lived up to the the hype in my head, but, mm-hmm. uh, but I still like him, especially since he's falling in, in drafts and stuff but um but yeah i i like gainwell whether you see him as a guy that has a role from day one or you see him as a guy who's a handcuff based mm-hmm. on price i think he's worth um you know the dart throw
0: yeah i can agree with that
1: um was there anyone else you want to mention i know we had yeah and left. then we, we, i um, mean the um, last guy that i said was was chubba hubbard right man that guy if he would have gone pro at um <laughs> the year before yeah. he would have you know i i don't talent wise and and just you know overall like type of like you know physical specimen or measurements and stuff like that he wasn't he's not like a world beater but the guy ran for two thousand yards last year 21 touchdowns for oklahoma state i get it big 12 doesn't play uh much defense but still (laughs) like he was big 12 uh player of the year he won the uh john cornish trophy which is uh like best d1 canadian player he beat out chase claypool um he he was an unanimous all American. Like the dude was good. And then he had his injury. And then I think he finished the year, uh opted he opted out after his injury, his ankle injury. Um mm-hmm. but if yeah. he's healthy yeah. and CMC is not, he can be a league winner.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think then, that's I think you have to get him. If you draft CMC, I think you really need to get like Hubbard on your team immediately. Yeah. <laughs> like or, don't let him go to someone else.
1: Yeah, and then the other so the other thought, you know, we've been talking a little bit of dynasty with each of these guys. I don't love him for dynasty. I, I mean, CMC is a cornerstone for the Panthers, unless he pulls a a Luke Keekly or a Andrew Luck and just decides to retire because he's tired or he's got concussions or he's tired of getting hit. Like, you know, yeah. I, I just I Hubbard isn't going to be an RB one unless McCaffrey's injured. So yeah. as much as I love him as a prospect. He's stuck with the Panthers for what three, four years, and McCaffrey's not going anywhere. So it's not like I like him any better for Dynasty. I like him equally. He's the guy
0: who's going to take over McCaffrey's job if he's injured, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much it. But I, I do I like the talent enough where I'd be pretty happy with him in place of CMC. But um, yeah, I mean it's it, it's it's more of a Dynasty thing anyway. Just or, or just handcuff thing. All right, like yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, man, I know we're we're. Running up on time or out of time, so you know it's yeah. been a pleasure. I had a ton of a uh, ton of fun chatting running backs. You want to bring me back for quarterbacks or running or wide receivers, or you want to talk about anything else? I'm 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 game. Um, you know, uh-huh. a pleasure. And uh, shout out to your listeners.
0: Yeah, but what if you? Why don't you remind everyone where they can find you again? Just just real quick. Yeah, so
1: I I just um you know I just joined the cut. No articles yet, but I hope to have a you know a few out before the season starts. Um, and you can find me, you can follow me on Twitter at dad Bod sports. I'll be releasing my, my rankings and projections soon. And, uh, you know, I, I try to keep it a little light on Twitter, but, uh, you know, re, uh, follow me, reach out to me and, and we'll, we'll have some, uh, some fun conversations.
0: Awesome. That sounds good, man. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Bacon Games Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at BGF Sports. And be sure to tune in next time.